the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. You can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And this is part one of the 2021 Jimmy Lemke Fan Battle Royale. Actually, we should just call it Jimmy Lemke's Battle Royale because joining us, joining us and hosting this year's event is none other than the namesake himself, Jimmy Lemke. Is this, is that me? All right, last I checked, man. I'm Jimmy Lemke, and for some reason you named this bullshit after me, so I'm going to host it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you are. We're going to talk shit to each other. Yeah, you are. We're not going to fuck around. (laughs) Actually, this is just going to be like an hour of fucking around. I just want to hear people talk shit about other people's teams. So welcome, everybody. But and go nuts, Jimmy. Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's uh, handle Panther U is stuck in hawk for some freaking reason. What did you? What happened to that thing anyway? Okay, so this is the thing. So if you if you build an entire history of of doing something like say covering like as a as a as a journalist slash blogger covering a specific uh, athletics program or whatever, and you've built a lot of identity into that specifically and and over 10 years of actual work, one thing that you should never do is let go of the domain for that website because you forgot to renew it. Uh, So that's what happened, is that I forgot it, and then about a week afterwards, I learned that the some some asshole in Hong Kong bought it and is holding it hostage for like $2,000. Yeah, I was actually referring to your Twitter handle, but go nuts. <laughs> oh, the Twitter. Well, here's the thing: the, the Twitter handle got suspended for like what they said is like suspicious. Uh, they said that somebody tried logging in from a place that wasn't near me, so they okay. locked it down. And they're like, "Here, just just uh, you have to reset your password. Except you need your email to reset your password." And my email was Jimmy at PantherU dot com. Nice. So I don't have access to the email anymore <laughs> either. <laughs> so you've been stuck at Jimmy Lemke for a while. So I've call, been stuck buddy. at Jimmy Lemke you're just or, not having, yeah, you're just or my been... Twitch channel. I got my Twitch channel, Space Cadet Jimmy, where I play a space video game and, you know, do some okay. VR and stuff. It's fun. You've not had a very good month, I can tell. That's okay. Uh, I did. I had a good month professionally, so we'll, we'll, we'll Guess rest it balances on that. It out, so that's yeah, it balances awesome. it out. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. So, so yeah, I um, so yes, well, two days into the month. Yes, so welcome everybody. Yes. Um, I'm glad we'll we'll talk about who's not here in a minute. But first, I want to celebrate everybody. Well, sort of. Uh, <laughs> everybody who did make it to uh, make it to this year's uh, this year's event. Um, actually, we eclipsed last year, so I'm really happy about that. Uh, so we'll just start in alphabetical order, and John Durda. Yeah, so I, I'm the uh, sort of uh, part part of Bob's excitedness there. Um, find me on Twitter at Pronkville08. Uh, I also have I also have uh, sports software picks you can follow uh, at GSMLB picks. Had to had to uh, promote that. Uh, I'm a t- two-time graduate of Cleveland State University, bachelor's and master's. Uh, more excited than ever coming off. Uh, Horizon League Championship season, looking to run it back, make it two in a row. Um, happy to be here and uh, looking to talk forward to talking some shit and uh, having a good time. Yay. 
All right, coming up next, uh, a, a, a Rick Neaton from uh, from Detroit Mercy. I know he's been on some of the fall events, but uh, this is his first fan battle royale. Welcome, Rick. Welcome, guys. Uh, thanks, uh, Rick Neaton. I graduated from the University of Detroit, and uh, I um, my Twitter handle is at Rick Neaton. And I've been a longtime fan and appreciate Horizon Roundtable trying to f provide some excitement about the Horizon League. Yes, <clears throat> we do our best. All right. Uh, moving on, Fort Wayne um, for the second year in a row. Travis, welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Uh, yeah, I'm Travis Olinsky at Travis Olinsky on Twitter. I've been following the Purdue-Fort Wayne Macedons uh, for about 15 years very closely, uh, going to every home game and as many away games as we can get to. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to be here today and, and talk uh, talk some smack with all of you about all of the teams in the Horizon League. All right. Uh, moving on, Green Bay, a very familiar, uh, a very familiar voice, I'm sure. Um, Jim? Hey, thanks for having me, Bob. It's uh, Jim Cerro at Jim Cerro on Twitter. And I've received a pair of COVID shots, but I'm going to deliver way more shots than that today. Oh, <laughs> here it comes. All right. Um, moving on. Uh, Oakland. Uh, we have Brian, but most people, you haven't seen him on Twitter recently, but most of you know him by a different name. Brian, welcome. What's going on, guys? Kim Jong.skills on Instagram here, class of 2007, or excuse me, 2010. Attended around the time with uh, Mr. Dudek. Uh, became a fan in 07 because I'm born and raised out in California. I had no idea what the school was until I moved there. Uh, yeah, happy to be here. Hey, can I ask you a question? Did yes. you Did you apply to Oakland University thinking it was in Oakland, California? Oh, Negative. I applied because it was the because I didn't want to drive in snow because like I lived in Oakland County, so as opposed to having to drive like down to U of D or UD uh, Dearborn or out to like U of M or Michigan State, like OU was closest and. Uh, I don't want to have to like sit in traffic like in, in, in snow for like a couple hours every day. That's totally fair. All right. Yeah, I'm from well, California. Well, you know, like, like seeing snow is just like weird. <laughs> All right. And moving on. Well, again, yes. Again, welcome, Brian. Welcome, Brian. Um, moving on. Ethan from Robert Morris, another new fa a new face, actually. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Ethan Morrison. You can find me on Twitter at, at Ethan Morrison26. Uh, I've been watching the team for the past three, four years, and I'm a student there now, so I'm just enjoying it. Glad they're in the Horizon League. Rough start, but you know, hoping to turn that around. All right, all right. Next up, um, if you don't know this voice by now, you've never listened to any fan battle royale, and shame on you. Olier Anderson from UIC. Good morning, everybody, and that is my name, Olier Anderson. My handle on Twitter is Flamesmania, and I am an alum, alum, al whatever you call it, graduate from UIC and a loyal fan. Just hoping we get back to relevance this season. Yeah. And nice. last but and last but not least, uh, definitely not least, uh, Youngstown State Matt, welcome. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Matt here at MattyFin21 on Twitter. Um, you know, Youngstown native, born and raised, Youngstown State graduate. And uh, just seeing if I can start a bitter rivalry here with uh, Cleveland State and Bob Morris. I think yes. it'll be good for all three programs. 
Oh shit, Bob Man, Morris no is a great What's name your for that. Record against Cleveland State the last three years. We just won the Horizon. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I like it. I like Let's it. Get all the way the fuck down, John. Let's, let's get uh, this take several seats, sir. Um, well, we are also uh, at some point in time. We also should be getting Chris Boggs from Northern Kentucky coming in and Ricky Redinger from Wright State. Uh, they are. I'm assuming they are in transit. If not, you know, we'll find out in part two, and then you know, make fun of them. <laughs> sure, Jimmy, you got a problem, man. Guess, who we, guess whose name we didn't call. Well, aside from you know IUPUI, I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, I think that I think that everybody in Milwaukee it does not what the hell want. What's wrong with Milwaukee? I mean, they're, seriously, they're all sitting around with waiting with bated breath to find out whether or not we're going to get the best recruit in Horizon League history. That best recruit, of course, is Pat Baldwin Jr., who apparently is twiddling his thumbs, waiting for basically screwing around with everybody until he makes his decision, which will probably be Duke. Our, our totally fantastic athletic director hired a guy to be the men's basketball coach because he sired a nationally ranked recruit. I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's true. That's what I'm going with. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but I'm just befuddled by the fact that, you know, like a, literally like a month ago, all of your all, all these Milwaukee fans were just shot out of a cannon and, you know, they were all over the place and – you know, here we are at the 2021 Fan Battle Royale, and none of them, none are, of them are here. Show, show up, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much how it is. Um, what the hell is that all about? I mean, seriously. I mean, come on. I mean, they're I, all know, tired, I, man. They're very, very tired of all the bullshit. So it is what it is. So I mean, that's never stopped anybody before. It didn't never stop Canodal before from coming on. And that's he's true. Been that program for decades. Uh, I think Canodal's pretty much checked out at this point. This is a. What you have to remember is that for for a solid like twelve years, Milwaukee was. Besides, like the occasional 0607 or 1213 where the team sucked, they were at least like competitive in the conference. So, for the team to be so bad for so long now, which is like four or five years, <laughs> it's just kind of really killed off a lot of the well, uh, the admittedly small level of excitement because we didn't have a ton of people to begin with, you know. Clearly. That sucks. Oh, well. Life I just off. wanted to start this off on a depressing note. Depressing for you. I don't think it's depressing for anybody else. Nobody else gives a rat's ass. Sorry, well, we want the whole Horizon <laughs> League to be good. I want the Horizon League to be better. So the well, only yeah. that I really want... All of us want it to be better. I don't I, know. I, I used to want Youngstown State kicked out. I'm sorry, what? I used to, <laughs> Why I used that? to want to kick out Youngstown stage because <laughs> what? Because all you all know this because when you when you when we when we added you guys in two thousand one, it was because it was because Valpo's athletic director was the father of the commissioner of the midcon, and he's yeah. like, well, I can't leave my son's conference, so instead of just staying at eight. Genius John LaCrone's like, well, I, I guess we can just add another person. So they just added Youngstown State because Youngstown State took second in the midcon that year, and that was the only year that they were successful in the midcon. So it's like, oh, well, obviously Youngstown State's going to surprise the Horizon League, and I think 
What what is Youngstown's best year of the Horizon League? Is it still like 2012, 13 or whatever? That literally would have been last it's probably year. The Damian Urgle years, Kendrick Perry. I used to play yeah, fantasy so. football with Damian Urgle. I thought for really? sure that would yeah. Oh yeah, he's great. He sucks at fantasy football. If you're listening <laughs> to this Damian Ergo, your team sucks. <laughs> Always sucks. <laughs> How'd you know him? Uh, one of our fan, one of the fans at UWM added him on Facebook, and then oh, gotcha. Okay, he he used to be on Facebook a lot, so he like found so like Damien got added by one of us, and then he like saw all of us, and he's like, I recognize that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. So he added all of us, and then one day Jose was like, I need to put together a, a fantasy football team, like, and he's like, I'm in. And then he was in our fantasy football league for like a bunch of years. Hey Jimmy, uh, two years ago Youngstown was ten and eight in the league. I backed that up last year with a nine and eleven, and now backed that up with losing Nasbo Hannon and Darius Quisenberry. So as far as I'm concerned, let's get back nice. to kicking their ass out of this league. Oh God! <laughs> well, here's, here's my problem. Who is that? Is that? Is that Cleveland State? They're a football no. program. Yeah. Get them out of the get them out of the the league, dude. We don't need any football centric programs. Really, because we literally just added Robert Morris. Hey, that has I, I feel you, but like, yeah, I just, I, I, I ain't feeling football centric. Not, not, not a, not a football school though. Not a football school. Basketball. Yeah. So oh, wait a minute. So, so Bob Morris just got a beautiful facility. That's true. They yep. do. They're investing yeah. in basketball. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you guys um, got baseball too, right? No, we don't. Only softball. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. No, we keep adding non-baseball schools. Non- yeah, yeah, we, we, we need like one or two more baseball guys. We do have, we do have, we did get Purdue Fort Wayne in. They do have a baseball team, but uh, Robert Morris I didn't doesn't have one apparently, and IUPUI definitely doesn't have one. Yeah, but um, I don't understand uh, why programs can't have baseball when they have softball, so they can't use the cold weather excuse when they have a softball team. I, I don't get absolutely. it, especially IUPUI. They should have the money. I have no idea. Get that hey, well, yeah. In, uh, in Green Bay's case, a good example that the school is uh, two thirds women and oh, really? one third guys, and so that that flight department has to represent that. And then, with yeah. in that balance, you need thirty more guys playing baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd have to add a bunch more women's sports, and so we'd be adding spending money to have a baseball team that nobody would care about. So I could I can't say yeah. that's what the school would in tell case- you. Oh, okay. I will so say this: I would ca- rather have two thirds women win a baseball that, team. Yeah. In the case of Cleveland State, it's just a matter of uh, an athletic director who cared more about lacrosse and bringing the baseball team back on campus. Okay. So, that. Yeah. I'm with so. Jimmy on this. I, I would rather be going to a school with two thirds women. Like, I think that should trump everything here. <laughs> yeah. Why is you, that? You haven't seen those two thirds of the women in Green Bay, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Ooh, good, good call, good call, good call, good call. Self-owned from Jim Saro. <laughs> I said I was delivering shots. I didn't say who they were for. <laughs> in Wisconsin, we're very good at taking shots at our own program. <laughs> at his own basket. Oh, boy. So, I, I, speaking of, by going back to Youngstown State, we got to talk about this Darius Quisenberry thing. So, he left Youngstown That's State. And Skyler going Quisenberry, to for those who remember. Fordham. He's transferring to Fordham. I'm not maybe understanding he, that. Move. Maybe he wants to hang out in New York. When That's you're going to New York, it's be the only reason. when you're going to Fordham, it's got to be because you want to be in New York City. 
Like that's the only reason, you know. I mean, why though? Just just personal preference, or you think for more exposure? I I, but they're Fordham. Fordham has been like at the bottom of the A10 for a decade, and it didn't help. One of their assistants last year was your friend and mine, Dennis Felton. But he's in New York though, so it's almost like you've experienced Youngstown State. You've spent years there, so you just want to at this point. You just want to probably experience life and experience other cities. So yeah, it's probably just New York. Totally, I'm with Olier. Now, if you if you want to know just how bad Fordham has been for for very of a very long time, oh, please break it down. Uh, they have one, two. They have two years above 500 in the this millennium. <laughs> I I have wow. a question. I question why Fordham's in the A10 about as much as I question why the uh, why uh, why DePaul's in the Big East. And yes, the answer is Big City. Yep. Yeah. No, there you go. You're a lot of good it does anybody. So with that kind of record in history <laughs> that Fordham has, that's really like a parallel to Youngstown State, which brings me back to why is Youngstown State in the horizon? They're not even a big city. Well, here, here's the thing. Is, is that Cleveland uh, State again? Make tires. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm. I look at like, I, I. I used to be like, let's get rid of Youngstown State, but then we just kept adding just shit upon shit. So now it's kind of like Youngstown's more emblematic of the conference today. <laughs> you know, one that with uh, I'm gonna refer to him as Skyler Quisenberry because that was from one of the old uh, battle royales back in the day. But yeah, Skyler Quisenberry from like two years ago. <laughs> that was before Jimmy checked out and disappeared. But Skyler um, going to uh, Fordham is interesting because after they got the commitment from him, they got a commitment from Austin Day from Florida Atlantic, who's also a point guard. So it'll be curious to see how this actually works out for Mr. Quisenberry and, and should he have stated Youngstown. That is, uh, uh, yeah, that was the other question. Yeah, because I'm mean, glad you brought that up, but it's kind of weird. Austin that, Day? Yeah. Or, or Antonio. Uh, yeah, Austin Day. Austin Day? Somebody or Antonio Day, somebody who was like Day, pretty good. I was like, wait a minute, like the 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 Gonzaga Pistons player who went to the Spurs and just never really did anything. Like, like the guy, the guy who was on my NBA 2K13 team for a while. <laughs> yeah, because he's actually from Irvine. Like my my sister went to like the same district that, that he was in. So like I just happen to know that name. I'm like, huh? Hey, is Irvine yeah. part of the Inland Empire? Yeah, absolutely not. Like I live by the <laughs> beach. Absolutely not. I don't. I don't know. I do. Do do. Do I look somebody like? Do I look like somebody who knows things? No. No. Apparently not. The first word in that is inland empire. You know, so that's going to be inland, not coast. Yeah, but nobody knows where Irvine is unless you like are from around there. It's in Orange County. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Dude, I knew yeah, that. Like, I, I, I don't know I that. Like this is, like, yeah, I feel like this is common knowledge. Like, oh, you, don't you know, know what? I should know that because they made a yeah, joke about that, that in, Arrested, in Arrested Development. They made a joke. Oh, Jesus. That, uh, that he, that, uh, what's his, Oscar, Oscar would walk, try to walk from their place all the way up to UC Irvine, but he'd never get, like, even five minutes away from the place. Yeah, it is Antonio Day, by the way, uh, not Austin. I wonder if they're related. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't understand the move because you got yeah because they're both they're basically you know Darius Quinsbury and Antonio Day are basically I don't know anyway that's Fordham's problem now so whatever this is not an eight ten. I mean, wait, <laughs> it, it's just puzzling. I mean, I get it. Like, if you just want to live in the city, but mm-hmm. I feel like as a competitor, wouldn't you want to be in a spot where you can be competing for a conference championship? 
well, with the it, shot at the dance. Fordham, well, listen, not we may not be there, but yeah, we're, we're, we're closer than Fordham is. And, and in this Are case, you? he's got to compete for minutes with another guy. So that's Yeah, either, I, did, that's I didn't know about that. I, I didn't know that other <laughs> recruit came in. I mean, who knows? It could be an educational decision, too. I'm pretty sure he already graduated, so maybe yeah. they have a master's program that we don't offer. Possibly. Maybe. I know Fordham is a good academic school, but yeah, for yeah. Youngstown, they've uh, – They've replaced him with what a D two guy, a D three guy. Did they get an NAI guy yet? Guy. To- uh, I'm yeah. telling you right now, Kevin Olison. He's an Antoine there, Davis type. There are there are some. Uh, is there, be, there were some D two players who were like really sought after yeah. this offseason. That is it. Yeah, with the way the poor transfer, the way the transfers have been working this year, it's it's. I don't know if it's this phenomenon. Well, they don't have been, to sit out. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's yeah. a phenomenon. It's, I heard it's, there's 1,200 in the transfer portal as of yesterday. 1485 mm. actually, but close. Nice. Well, I think that 1485 mm. also includes people who have committed to other schools. All right, I guess. But um, I, I I've <laughs> talked to a bunch of coaches about it. I talked to a bunch of coaches about it, and all of them were like, "It's it's not like a, it's not going to be the only year like this. Like, prob- maybe next year and the year after might be similar yeah. levels to this, but like." It's not going to be something that lasts like like ten years from now. You're not going to have fourteen hundred people in the no. In the it's not going to be chaos. No. Yeah. No, it's just going to be chaos for the next three years. Because no. But well, <laughs> but no. speaking of speaking of chaos, um, Jim, Ethan, your teams are like whole ass swapping their teams out, basically. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Robert Morris. I mean, Andy Tool's just been going ham with transfers and. Getting people. I mean, they got Rasheem Dunn from St. John's. Um, Cleveland for, State, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He never even played a game for Cleveland Not State. That, that was interesting when I saw that. I was like, oh, he played for Cleveland. He, he no, was on he Cleveland didn't. State. He didn't even play a game. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he was in the NEC, which uh, Robert Morris was in before they moved to the Horizon League. He played there for two years. He averaged some good points there. And then went transferred to St. John's, averaged nine there last year. So that's a good ad for them. Ferran Flavors from Oklahoma State. Um, and then a couple big men down low that they needed, they got. And so, you know, just a completely different looking team from, from last let, year. Let, let me ask you this, because I, I really would like to use this opportunity to learn more about Robert Morris as like a school and everything. Uh-huh. Um, how much of your team did you lose after like COVID before this season? Because you guys For- were pretty good last year. I think we returned four out of the five starters from that team, but like now, like every guy that has that was on that NEC championship team in 2020 is completely gone. They either transferred out or graduated. Right, but like what I'm saying, I, I, the reason I was comparing is because you went from going 20 and 14 to four and 15 in the first year in the Horizon mm-hmm. League, and I'm wondering, like, do you think that's because the Horizon League is a huge step up, and Robert Morris just hasn't had the time to like reset the roster entirely or is it or or is like did you guys lose a lot of like a lot of the talent from like i I don't i don't think we lost a lot of the talent i mean yeah we still had brahma on the team um he was averaging what 20 a game in horizon league play so like you're not really losing much of the talent i think i don't want to use this as an excuse but covid like the constant stop and pause for them i think really did them in okay 
I'm going to look now, up. The some other movies. question that I have too is that obviously the one-time transfer waiver is it was ratified by the NCAA. However, there is a stipulation, and it actually affects Robert Morris directly with your two guys. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have somebody who has transferred schools before, they have to apply for a waiver. So that does actually directly affect flavors, and it definitely affects Don. Don, yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens there. I mean. I mean, I would hope that um, the NCAA, I mean, the NCA. Hopefully, those waivers get passed, or not. Yeah, the waivers get passed, and they can they can actually play this year. All right. So I got. I wanted to bring up something in your first for schools in their first year in the Horizon League. Robert Morris, four and fifteen, three and twelve in conference. In 07-08, Velpo was twenty two and fourteen, and only nine and nine in conference. Oakland's first year, they were thirteen and twenty and seven and nine in conference. Northern Kentucky was nine and twenty-one and five and thirteen in conference. So, oh, and uh, Youngstown State was five and twenty-three, two and fourteen in a truly <laughs> Youngstown State year. Um, Look at how far we've come, though. Yeah, you guys post double-digit wins on the regular now. It's a pretty big thing for you guys. The happiest team to go to 22 games in conference is Youngstown, so they get to 10 wins every year and uh, celebrate it. <laughs> hey. However you can get it, man. Oh, <laughs> taking man. care of the Youngstown State shots for me, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, Olier. I found you, Kevin Olsen. Olier, what's guy. going on with UIC, man? Man, you know what? Because <laughs> I know last year at, at, at this time I was saying when people were talking about um, <clears throat> Coach Yaka, you know, he hasn't coached. And I was, you know, I'm saying, hey, he coached the defense for Michigan, blah, blah, blah. He's a coach. but And I still think he can coach. I think it's just the players. And, I, and let's face it, last year was just a wash. COVID, you couldn't really actually yeah. see guys in per- coaches couldn't see guys in person. They relied on videos and just good quote unquote excellent conversations with coaches and players, and they offered them. And once they get on campus, yeah, I, you know, it's they didn't really have that you know that one period where you all the players can come to campus and and practice and get to know one another and get to yeah. um, uh, mesh as a team. They didn't really have that, so they were pretty much learning on the go. They started out. Pretty well, and they were leading the the nation in three point field goal percentage. But then they just fell apart. We almost had like two systems. We had Tavion Kirk when he was ran point, yeah. we were rush running gun and turnover prone. And then when Maurice Commander finally got to play in, and he ran the point, we were a little more methodical and 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 seemed like another system. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give him another year. Um, because once the players get in, like they we go back to some type of normalcy when the players can get on campus earlier and Coach Yaka can institute some of his plays and systems better, I think they'll be a much better team. Hey, Oyer, you know, I think you so know it's too. so interesting that you say the two systems. I was going to ask you, like the start of the year, it was Braylon Bridges and Raquandis Mitchell and Kirk, and they were they were just physically overpowering teams. And then Mitchell or Braylon basically became a non-factor and Ron Rob Howard was playing more over him and Mitchell was hurt and then never really came back. And like, I thought it was very interesting as an outsider that 
you know, people no like people gave uh, Yaklich a free pass. I was like, it's so blatantly obvious they're playing two different. They're not even the same team as they were to yeah, start the year. Exactly. They 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 they. I don't know. And and quite often he would say to the players, uh, "Don't forget the system, or don't forget what you were doing." You know, sometimes you have to force that on them, and it's so much so they they should remember that. Uh, and I thought Ray, I thought he did go away from Braylon and the system earlier, but um, Rayquantis and um, I can't even think the, the other guy you met, Mitch. Yeah, Rayquantis Mitchell, and then oh crap, was it Tavian? Lawyers, he's at. Oh Blayers. no, Maurice Commander, Maurice Commander. Thanks. Maurice Commander from Curie High School, Maurice Commander, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know he went to Chattanooga, but he also is, he also is a CPL kid. Which I think you could use as a way to, like, I suppose it's not that, like, easy to market something like that when I think pretty much every team in Chicago has got a kid from Chicago in the starting lineup. That is true. And they just picked up another former Chicago kid, Demaria Franklin. They got him coming in next year. Yeah, but I think we've got some guards coming in. Um, Jace Carter. And uh, Demario, but when Commander finally got off bereavement, and you know they because they gave him as much time as he needed, when he finally got in and got acclimated, me personally, I thought he was the better point guard, the better person to run the team because there were times Tibion, man, he'd run the court, and I'm just cringing because I'm thinking either charge or turnover, an errant pass. Uh-huh. That was it's, kind of a thing that occurred. Yeah, that, uh, you would have thought that after so many, because he had the same problem. When he was at Ohio U, he had the same problem. And you'd have thought after a couple of years he'd have fixed that, but I guess not. Think, fix that. <laughs> the one thing he needed to fix was that shot. Man, what kind of shot is that? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's ready-made, that is a ready-made block shot. shit. I mean, oh, come man. on. And, and then you want to... Try try your hand in the NBA. Well, I'm not gonna. More power to him. You know, everybody should give it give it a shot. Um, but um, if he comes back, that'll be that'll be great. We'll have him. Uh, we'll have another weapon. But I think the new kid we got coming in, Jace Carter, and um, I think he's gonna be pretty effective. It be I'm thinking Carter and Commander as my as my starting guards. That's where I'm going right now. Yeah. Hey, earlier well, it's. It- I happen yeah. to know some people that uh, happen to have watched uh, Tavian Kirk practice a few hundred times. And uh, the report I had before the season started was there'll just be a periodic air ball and there's nothing you can do about it. Cause that <laughs> shot to your point is uh, dicey. <laughs> Man. Oh, so Jim, um, what's up with your team, by the way? <laughs> well, you know, it's I mean, interesting. Let's, let's, see here. You, you, let's see here. You have no more Amari Davis. You have no more Josh Jefferson. You have more, no more PJ pipes, like eight people transferred. And, uh, you're, but the good news is you're in the Pat Sumnick sweepstakes. And Will Ryan is the coach. And that too. Hey, I'll tell you what, like, uh, Will's my guy. And Will's you know, our guy. Are, what, <laughs> you know, the first time I met him was last summer. He's meeting and greeting all these people. And, and I say to him, first words out of my mouth, you're perfect on paper, except you're a UWM graduate. And since then, <laughs> super nice to me. <laughs> but uh, all kidding aside, one of the things I really appreciate about Green Bay season is that he, <laughs> this is the system and we're going to implement it, whether you like it or not. And you know, one of his Nobody things is that, <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's just it. And some of the, the better players like Jefferson and, uh, 
Davis didn't like that. They didn't like that you commit a turnover, make a mistake, or dribble between your legs and take a step back jumper, you're coming out of the game. But he was really instilling the idea that, look, we are going to take good shots, we are going to share the ball, and we are going to you know, play the way he wants to play. And, you know, they were really good. They led the league in the fewest turnovers. They had hardly any live ball turnovers. Like he was slowly doing what he wanted to do. But unfortunately, we lost eight players. Three of them were, you know, accounted for 47 points per game. So there's a lot of unknowns on the roster right now. I mean, easily Green Bay is going to be picked uh, bottom two coming into the season. And that hurts. But I I think they have players that better fit what they're going to do. But that doesn't make that doesn't uh, you know that that's not going to look good in the preseason voting. I mean, people are going to need to see it in action. So, uh, Jim, ha- did we, did we ever find out why Link Darner was fired? Just a bad fit for the uh, community and for the program. Nothing happened. Just it was the time to go. Can he I interject? Ma- he, didn't, he didn't make anybody shit themselves or anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cut it out, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian yeah. Warden, he may be listening. Cut that stuff out now. Um, if Look Brian Warden was listening, I, I, I would tell him I miss him. And yeah, what? Yeah, I, I wanted to ask uh, Jim from Green Bay. Um, so you, you think which which is the better method? You think to pretty much, for lack of a better word, force your system on the players you have, or adjust your system to the players you have. In year one, I'm going with force your system on the players you have. And the reason I'm going that way, quite frankly, is that it was about establishing how you're going to do things so that when they get their guys in there, the whoever stays already knows how to do it. And they're going to you know, learn the right way to play. If you're in year four or year five, you know, maybe you need to start adjusting because you didn't get the players in there. They didn't develop the way that you want them to. But, you know, they've got a really good, they've got three of the top 10 uh, high school kids in the state of Wisconsin coming in. They've got a couple of decent transfers coming in. And you need kids that are going to, you know, basically arrive and know what's expected and how we're going to play. So I like the idea of forcing your system. But with that said, 8 and 17, you know, says that maybe and seven wins or seven losses by less than five points or whatever probably says, you know, making more adjustments along the way would have been more successful. But I think it would be less successful in the wrong, long run because as they're bringing in their guys, you want those guys to know this is how we do it. So. Okay, I can feel that because you re- – so that means you re- you're recruiting players for the most part for your system. Your, to your system. And, I, and yeah, their I system think we is going to be a lot of, easier. I think, I think we had that problem because I don't think that Coach uh, Yak had the players really that he wanted to run the system, in my opinion. So yeah. I think now since he has time now and, and the, re- the recruiting processes are better, I think he's going to I think he's recruiting players that will fit his system and not the other well, way around. All, all well, it's do, kind of all, all I'm sorry. I don't let me, I just want to make sure I make this one point. If you look at the Horizon League standings, most of the top several teams have something. They have consistency among coaches, among players, of being in the conference. If you look at those teams at the bottom of the standings this season, Robert Morris and Fort Wayne were new to the conference entirely. So they were totally new. And then Green Bay and UIC were uh, were coming off of coaching change. Like I was saying, Green Bay and UIC were doing switchovers a year after replacing coaches, Fort Wayne and Robert Morris were are totally new to the conference. So maybe there's something to that. They haven't gotten their own guys 
these new schools haven't gotten their feet wet and gotten guys to fit this conference, you know? So I, I think that might be the case for all of them. I don't expect any of those four teams to always be at the bottom of the conference. I would expect any one of, any one of them could be a contender for the title in a couple of years. Yeah, it's speaking you know, we were from- talking about that. I was going to say, I was jumping on, like, we are talking about Robert Morris before. I thought one thing that really hurt them last year is a selfish style of basketball. Like, some of their players are just ball hogs. And, you know, seeing some of the guys they're bringing in, like, it'll be interesting to see how Coach Tool gets those guys to play within that style and not be so selfish. But that's, to me, what stood out about their team was very, very selfish. Like, I didn't see them sharing the ball that much. And kind of Fort Wayne was didn't play any defense. You can't expect to win when you don't play any defense. Well, and – Speaking from Fort Wayne's, uh, you know, look, looking at Fort Wayne's year last year, they had eight newcomers uh, to the team in a new conference. And then to stack issue after issue, they were 343rd in turnover percentage um, in the in the country. There are only like 348 teams that played this year. And then they also were 315th in rebounding. So they, they didn't really have a physical big, which is something that Coach Kaufman talked about on a, a local Fort Wayne sports show just this week, he is looking for obviously less t- turnovers and then more rebounding, which uh, their big was 6'11 last year, but he never could put weight on. He was there for five years. He's not coming back. He's going to test the waters to play uh, play in, in Europe or professionally oh, somewhere. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But they do have a couple of more physical bigs, and they just got a transfer that was at College of Charleston um, from Chicago that they recruited really heavily. And he is he's only 6'5", but he's really, really physical, shoots the ball really well. Um, R.J. Ogum, right? Yeah, R.J. Ogum, exactly, or Odom. And then uh, the other, other thing that they have going for him this year is they finally found that point guard, I think, they're getting uh, Damian Chong Quiz transferring in from Mount St. Mary's, who, if you, I mean, obviously you saw him in the first four in the NCAA tournament. And I think that's going to really help. They're going to get Jared Godfrey off the ball. He'll be more of a shooting guard, uh, which I think is his natural position anyway. And that's one thing that's interesting about what Kaufman said um, is that they were actually fighting to get smaller. They, they have a lot of length, but they didn't have the physicality in, this, in the post, and they also didn't have a good ball handler. And so I think you'll see them make a jump this year. They, they really haven't lost anybody that I would say is a huge contributor. Carl averaged five, five and a half points a game and three rebounds at 6'11". So losing him I don't think is really going to really hurt the Dons. I think they're going to be much better this year. Hey, Travis, did they lose the guy that did the alley-oop to himself? Uh, yes, they did lose yes. him. Yes. He, uh, we won't say who that was again. <laughs> they did lose him. North Carolina A&T is where he went. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, the you know Purdue Fort Wayne did surprise, uh, did uh, did do a lot better in the tournament, um, especially. Uh, Sorry. Hey, Fort Fort Wayne, do you guys say Roll Tide? I'm sorry, what's that now? In, in Fort Wayne, did they say Roll Tide? Uh, no. <laughs> you're saying because of the mascot? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You're saying because your cousin's your sister. Uh, no. No, we don't. I have to say. No, uh, I, you know, I'd like to talk smack like, to... 
I'd like to talk so smack to IUPUI people, but there's never anyone to talk to. So see, this is I'm glad you brought that up because this is annoying the shit out of me. Because every year we 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 try to get an IUPUI person on, and every year it seems like, except for maybe a couple of exceptions, you know, they ghost us. Which is, you have a new head coach, man, a head coach who actually played for you guys, and y'all don't want to say anything. So. What, what what's that all about? By the way, um, you should, uh, Travis, I, I do, you're the new high UPY head coaches does not consider the it's not considering any quote unquote rivalries within the Horizon League, which includes you guys over in Fort Wayne. So I don't know what yeah. to tell you on that one. That, that's all right. That's fine. Well, we'll find a rivalry with someone in the Horizon League. I don't know. It used to be Oakland. I feel like back when Dane Dane was Dane Five was coaching there. Dane and uh, Campy obviously knew each other from when Dane was growing up, so that was always a good rivalry, but I don't know. We haven't really had one since Valpo left, the MidCon went to the Horizon League, and, and IUPUI left. We haven't really had a, a good rivalry with anyone. I'll be your rival, buddy. Hey, uh, okay, sounds good. You got to win to be Fuck anybody's you. rival. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy, you gotta. Yeah, you're. Yeah, Milwaukee's gotta actually like. You well, know, we well we beat Green Bay, so. You, you, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I am. I am glad, by the way, that Milwaukee didn't do this year what they've done the last two years, which is basically meltdown at the end of the season. Um, yeah. That that was yeah. a nice touch. Um, that that was a nice touch that you know finally for Milwaukee to finally get their heads out of their asses. That was nice. Yeah, all um, we do is bald win. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, except for, hey, yeah, except for the yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, hey, if Milwaukee doesn't win, you know, Milwaukee doesn't win. Who knows what the uh, right state is doing in the uh, where is Ricky? By the way, I hey, trying to figure Bob, out where I, I'm gonna go back to that Milwaukee comment you just made because um, they didn't melt down in the tournament, but they lost five of their last six in the regular season, from what I'm looking at on uh, their schedule. So I was consider getting, that that was getting really? the losses out of the way. I yeah, consider that a classic that, Baldwin that, that finish. That crazy run. Um, also, like to point out that, uh, yeah, that, that semifinal game, they did kind of melt down because they were up by, what, 14 or something like that in that uh, semifinal round? And, yeah, uh, yeah. We did, yeah, we were up. We did melt down right at the end of yes, the Yes, you did. So, technically, that could be considered a meltdown, couldn't <laughs> it? Yeah. We're going with but, it. It's a meltdown. Nobody's here to stop it. It's a meltdown. That's right. You're right. Nobody's here to stop it. All those, you know. Uh, all, all those guys we've been, all those fans who we've been trying to get, you know, get to join us and didn't want to. You, you had your opportunity to say something. To come on in here, defend the honor of, or Milwaukee, or you know, pile on like the rest of us. But you just decided not to do that. So, fair freaking game. Ha, ha, ha. You know what, Bob? I'm going to take my opportunity to call my shot against Milwaukee here. If uh, Jimmy yeah. wants young, if, if he wants Youngstown out of the league or wanted them out of the league, I think it's time to start the let's get rid of Milwaukee. I mean, their whole, their entire program's only existence now is down to a miracle shot to get the son of the coach who would be a once-in-a-lifetime player. That's all they've got going for them right now. And, I mean, if you, you want know. to kick us out of the conference, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I mean, a, that's, a once proud program. I mean, those, you know, Pearl, proud, yes. and, you know, at the end of Bo Ryan, all of the Pearl oh, era and the beginning of Rob Jeter, that was a damn good program. And I don't want to get Jimmy, you know, give him a heart attack because he's eating steak and eggs and all of their stuff this morning while we're country talking. Fried about, way. By the way, country fried steak from Denny's. So, yeah. There you go. 
for but breakfast. To see where they I are do today. I check after this. Oh, breakfast, your champions. <laughs> um, to see they are today, they've got more than one foot on the banana peel. You know, they are, I mean, it is just as dire as it can get. It's almost and it's partially my fault, too. <laughs> you think that's funny? I'm going to tell you exactly why it's partially my fault. Um, actually, can we, uh, can we, can we tell, could we, uh, we're going to make everybody wait until next episode to find out how, why this is all your fault. Okay. Okay. Go um, ahead. So we're going to close out, can... we're going to close out part one here. Um, again, thank everybody. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Um, hang on. We'll be getting to part two here momentarily. Um, so tune in next, uh, don't to, go to away. Jimmy. Yeah. Don't go away. Don't go away. Uh, HorizonRoundtable.com. Uh, that's where our episodes are. All the content is. You can uh, be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And of course, you can pull us up on your Amazon and Google devices. So stay tuned. Jimmy's got an explanation next episode about why Milwaukee is his fault. Um, but until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>